Welcome to Two Champs and a Chump Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Larry Evans, Michael Doms, and Jim Ruddle. Well, everyone, welcome to episode 36 of Two Champs and a Chump Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Larry Evans, along with my co-host, Jim Ruddle. See, the thing is, you guys look at me, you see the backwards hat, the uh, gray socks, the funky outfit, and you say, now this guy's a chump, am I right? No, geek. A, a geek, geek, exactly. Like a geek. But what you don't realize is that it ain't easy. It is hard <laughs> goddamn work making something this pretty look like a chump. All right, so Mike is not going to join us again tonight. He uh, has a, I think he was abducted by those aliens again. I think he had a second appointment <laughs> with them. So, uh they said something about probing him again. Yeah. His benefits were going to end by the end of the year, so we had to squeeze another one in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us. So uh, how was your Thanksgiving, man? Did you get a chance to watch any of the games this weekend? Yeah, yeah. I got to watch plenty of football. Didn't get to watch as much as I normally do. It was with the, the family on Thursday. Heard there was record-breaking ra- ratings for Thursday, though, and it seemed like there was three pretty good games. I won a game. I, I, with my chump lineup, <laughs> I won a game, and I'm this there close. I am this close to the playoffs. I won my game. Blake, the guy behind me, is losing by 12 points to Justin, the guy ahead of me. Blake has Devonta Smith tonight. Justin has a 12 and a half point lead. If Devonta, the Packers can hold Devonta Smith down. Come on, Packers. I'm in the playoffs, and I, I can't be happier. And I can just work on my team. And thankfully. I mean, we can cut videos on each other, the trash talk videos, but I have to play Larry and Mike my last two weeks. I really want, I don't want those games to matter from my point of view. <laughs> <laughs> well, nice, man. No, you, you know, those games on Thanksgiving, I mean, my Thanksgiving was really good. Uh, I had my mother over, I had my in-laws over, my sons were uh, over here with their families. Um, I was able to spend some time with them, watch some football and and did a lot of 3d printing during the long weekend as well. But those Thursday games, they really did a tribute to John Madden on those games. It was awesome, dude. Um, and supposedly going forward, they are going to be doing that going forward. Yeah. I saw, I saw that like a couple days beforehand. I kind of, I'm kind of bummed that I missed that, but glad that it should be a John Madden holiday. For sure, for football. Yeah, no. So right now I'm losing my game to Rick this week. Uh, I'm down by about 40 points right now. He's done. I have Miles Sanders going tonight. I have Jonathan Taylor going tomorrow and George Pickens going tomorrow night. So, you know, being down by 40, you know, usually you you look at that and you're like, holy crap, man, I'm going to lose. But I'm actually feeling decent about this. I I think I have a a decent chance of coming back on this one. If, If you can get double digits out of Sanders tonight, with our scoring, I think you have the two best offensive options in that game tomorrow. And as long as that di- that game doesn't turn into a crap field goal fest, I, I-, I think you-, you got it. Yeah, no, I-, I like it, especially how Jonathan Taylor has been running since Saturday took over. Right, and Pittsburgh's interior, I mean, th- they're generating a better pass rush, but they're still soft against the run. I think Taylor can dominate that game. Yeah. All right, so uh, before we jump into our next segment, let's go ahead and check the music charts. And would you look at that? We have the number one song in Alcatraz. 
champ 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 I wonder if that was the number one song before prisoners tried to escape or after or before that bad Clint Eastwood movie Escape from Alcatraz. No, you, you just put the picture in my head that we're playing this song in the middle of a barren, abandoned Alcatraz and all the rats just scattering, going straight, just committing Harry Carey straight into the water and dying, running from the sound. <laughs> that would be a pretty good visual, actually. There you go. Or like that uh, Nicolas Cage movie, The Rock, you know, so it wasn't uh, it wasn't bombs that blew that place up. It was the song, huh? Yeah. <laughs> The song starring Nicolas Cage, Rock 2. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and jump into the waiver wire targets for week 13. So this week, Arizona and Carolina are on by. Let's go ahead and jump into these week 13 waiver wire targets. So, Jim, why don't you get us started? Uh, my first waiver wire pickup is Zay Jones of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm pretty sure he's going to be available in most spots, especially uh, leagues with short benches. Uh, the dude got 14 targets this week. Christian Kirk is obviously the number one guy there, but he is starting, he's been producing so much lately that he's drawing number one receiver coverage. And Zay Jones is just getting peppered with targets. This is an offense on the rise, coming off the biggest win of the, probably Trevor Lawrence's career so far. Let's see how he reacts to it. Seems like before, every time Jacksonville would have a big win, they would come back and wet the bed no matter who they were playing the next week. But I, I, I have faith in this offense, and I think Zay Jones is a nice producer for the rest of the year. Yeah, no, he did he did great. I was surprised when I saw the number of targets he had. I mean, he's definitely overtaken Marvin Jones as the number two receiver there. That's for sure. Yeah, so my uh, waiver wire target is going to be Elijah Mitchell. So everyone thought that this was going to be CMC's backfield after San Francisco traded for him. You know, and I'll tell you that when Mitchell came back from injury, he's been balling out, man, splitting time with CMC. You know, if, and if this is a big if, if he's out there in your league, snatch him up immediately. I mean, the 49ers have a beautiful schedule going forward. In your league, somebody may have dropped him because he was out so long with injury. And if that's the case, you know, swoop in there and pick him up. No, I agree with this pick, and I didn't really realize it, but watching the carries the last two weeks, it almost seems like they're just keeping CMC warm. They put him in the game long enough just to warm him up, but it seems like they're they're going to unleash him during the, the regular football playoffs. That doesn't do you any good. If they ride Elijah Mitchell for the rest of the rest of regular season, he could be a league winner this year. Well, I think both of them together. I mean, if they spell those backs, uh, you know, both equally— and, you know, kind of split time with them. I think that keeps them both healthy and keeps them both dynamic. Well, right. And I, I just don't see them ever overusing CMC. Uh, they don't want, they want him for the playoffs. That I, I'm sure that was the whole reason why they, they traded what they did for him. Even though they had a running back coming back, I think they want to use him in the playoffs. And I, quite honestly, I don't think they want there to be that much film of what CMC can do in that offense before the playoffs start. Yeah. All right, so Jim, who is your next uh, waiver wire? My next waiver wire is uh, Van Jefferson. 
the, the Rams are just completely gone off the face of the cliff, uh, face of the earth. I, I don't see Matthew Stafford coming back anytime soon. Now, I, I was a little more enthusiastic about this Van Jefferson pickup. Watching the the, the KC Ram game today, it seemed like uh, the the quarterback there. They were easing him into throws. He was making throws, but once it got down to the fourth quarter, he started just wetting the bed and throwing picks all over the place. So the urgency is there. If, they, if the Rams are interested in still winning games, they might bring Stafford back next week. But with Cup being on IR, I don't think they're going to. Van Jefferson's the best thing they got there. I've always believed in this guy's talent. He started off, he started off off the IR uh, list around week nine. He's been very unproductive, but I think he's kind. Of, they've been kind of easing him in. He was the number one guy. He had the most targets this this week. And even if Stafford comes back next week, Allen Robinson was hurt. I just think Van Jefferson's a good player. He, he's going to get a lot of volume. So two things on this one. One, I did see a report that said that they may hold out Stafford for the rest of the year. I would believe that. And then two, did you see when Sean McVay got jacked on the sideline? Oh by yeah, his I was going to bring that up. Onto oh. the field. Dude, there, that is going to go so viral with everything that you can think of hitting that dude in the jaw tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I, I was going to say, I'm surprised they didn't put him in concussion protocol after that hit. Dude, they interviewed him after halftime and she asked how he was. He made sure to say that he was clear thinking because he didn't want there to be any kind of him jumping into the blue tent discussion. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was that was that was tough. That was that was physical. Yeah, that was something else. All right, so my next waiver wire pickup is going to be Jamichael Hasty. So going back to that Jacksonville game, uh, I'm not sure how badly Travis Etienne is hurt. Uh, you know, they took him off the field. They brought him to the locker room. He didn't come back into this game. If Etienne is out for an extended absence and you need running back help, I would definitely target Hasty because. You know, kind of along the lines that Jim was saying earlier, this is an offense that, that's actually doing something, you know, so, uh, you know, strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. And even, I mean, even if ETN comes back and does play is like questionable or whatnot, it doesn't seem like they trust him in short yardage yet. Uh, he's kind of a smaller guy. Hasty's not the biggest guy, but Hasty runs tough and physical. So I still think he'll have a pretty big role there and could end up being the goal line guy. Yeah. I like this pickup a lot. Interesting. All right, so Jim, who's your next waiver wire pick? Yeah, I can't even believe I'm actually saying this guy's name. Michael Pruitt, tight end for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Michael Pruitt was a guy for the last two years that would show up every once in a while on uh, NFL Network's fantasy show for their segment. That helps no one with his just random one-yard touchdown here and there. But he's actually the starting tight end for Atlanta right now with Kyle Pitts being out. And I, I, I checked to make, before I put this guy on the list, I made sure it wasn't a fluke touchdown this week. But man, it just seems like every time I watch Red Zone the last three weeks it, and they show Atlanta, it's Michael Pruitt's getting a target. So he's getting peppered with targets. He's, a, he, he's not top of the line. He's not a tight end one. But if, he, if you're desperate for, like I am, if you're desperate for tight end production, I might turn to him because touchdowns are better than nothing. Wow. I, I, you know, I had no idea who this guy was. When I first read this name on the Google Doc, I was like, is this guy for real? I mean, is 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 he actually 
Is this like the new name for somebody that they put in the witness relocation program or something? Yeah, instead of doing lyrics this week, I I just decided I was going to make up guys to put on the waiver wire. (laughs) To pick up (laughs) off the waiver wire. (laughs) There you go. That's actually, yeah, that's actually a pretty good idea. Maybe next week. All right. So uh, my next waiver wire pickup, and this guy may or may not be out there in your league, but maybe somebody dropped him again because of injury is Marquise Brown. So if someone dropped him to injury, you know, jump on him. Uh, Cardinals passing game is hit or miss, depending on how the Call of Duty tournaments are throughout the week (laughs) and, and, you know, how distracted Kyler is. But, uh, you know, this was the first week that both Marquise Brown and Hopkins were out there together, and Marquise actually out-targeted Hopkins this week. So um, it was kind of interesting to see how this was going to play out whether or not they were going to vulture from each other. They both actually did good. I think one had eight targets, the other one had six targets. But still, I mean, um, it, it goes to show you they can both, uh, you know, work together and be productive together in that offense. So if he is out there, grab him. For as much as you rip on Kyler Murray for being a Call of Duty player, I'm surprised you didn't. You never brought up. Isn't it a coincidence that the new Call of Duty came out two weeks ago? And Kyler Murray has been out for the last two weeks. Almost like the Cardinals let him sit at home. All right, Kyler, go get that. Go get it all out of your system. You get two weeks. Come back and play football after that. Okay. Go get your achievements. (laughs) Beat up on the 10-year-olds that are out there playing the game. Dude, throwing down a million dollars online for day one just to level up to 99. Oh, man. So bad. All right, so Jim, uh, you have some defenses to stream? Yeah, I'm kind of interested in these two defenses. I, I wasn't, I was kind of looking forward to Deshaun Watson coming back next week at Houston, playing against his former team, against a really weak defense. But you know what? Houston's defense, Lovey Smith is a defensive coach. They're not great. They actually suck. But I, I don't think they're not, they're going to stop playing. They're not going to quit on Lovey. Deshaun Watson's going to come out rusty. Jacoby Brissett actually won a really big game this week. I think uh, Watson plays a subpar game next week and kind of folds under the pressure of week one after sitting for two years. And Cleveland has a quarterback controversy after this week. I'm with you there, man. I think that, uh, you know, people that are going to uh, try and put Watson in this week after he comes back are making a huge mistake. I mean, I think he's going to be rusty for at least a couple of games. Right, right. You got to Watson's definitely in a position where I got to see it to believe it. But I mean, Cooper's been playing, Njoku's been playing, Donovan Peoples-Jones has been playing. He's got a much better offense than we ever envisioned at the beginning of the season him walking into. And of course, the running game with Chubb, I mean, he could be valuable for the playoffs for the fantasy playoffs, but this ain't the week. And then the other defense is Minnesota. I know that Minnesota's being the, the one of the top teams. Their defense might be taken in your in your league. They face the Jets, and Mike White, the new Jets quarterback, just put up three touchdowns against the Bears. Mike White did the exact same thing last year. Came out like a ball of fire against the Bengals, but right before the Bengals got good, and shredded the Bengals defense for three touchdowns, and then spent the next two games just throwing pick after pick after pick. He was just a interception machine. Uh, you can't judge anybody based on how they play against this just manless Bears defense. Uh, they're facing a good team this week. I love Minnesota's defense next week. 
Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. And, you know, uh, back to your Houston and Cleveland game, I thought that it was interesting that really the only player that you didn't mention from Cleveland was uh, Kareem Hunt. Because he sucks. I hate him. <laughs> I just wanted you to say it. <laughs> Kareem Hunt's my RB2 on my weak-ass fantasy team, and he's just done absolutely nothing. I'm actually, I, 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 I'm holding out hope that Watson can bring out bring Kareem Hunt back to being Kareem Hunt again. I, I don't, I'm not expecting him to beat out Chubb or get 50-50 playing time. Just produce when he's in. They give, they do give him chances. He's just, with, with Brissette, it's nothing. They don't respect, I, I guess they still don't respect Brissette's arm enough. Yeah, no, I, like I said, I just wanted to hear you say it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, this Thursday's game is the Bills at the Patriots. So let's go ahead and get into some start-sit options for that game. So I'll go ahead and I'll get us started. So my start for the for that game is Ramondre Stevenson. So Buffalo has shown over the last few weeks that they can be run on. And if there's one thing that New England really likes to do is they run the ball. And they run it well. So I think Ramondre has a good game this week against that defense. No, I agree. And this is a really tough... At New England has been like Buffalo's toughest game the last two years. I, I, I think I think they've lost outright both games in the last two years while Buffalo's been good on Josh Allen's upswing. This isn't a, a no matter how New England's playing or what they look like against Minnesota, and they did play Minnesota tough. It's at New England, and I yeah I love Stevenson here. Yeah, and that de- I mean that that New England defense is they're, they're balling out too. Right, right, and they're at home on on prime time. I, I'm not sure this is gonna. This is probably gonna be a 20 to 17 game, but it, Stevenson Uh-oh. could no. Stevenson could produce a lot though. I was gonna say another one of those dreaded 20 to 17 <laughs> games. <laughs> well, here's the, the guy that's gonna score Buffalo's touchdown because I'm gonna say start Gabriel Davis. I'm kind of leaning on an old trope of Bill Belichick takes out your number one option. Uh, Stephon Diggs should be New England's top priority. Gabriel Davis has been quiet for the last couple weeks. I think he steps out here and has a big game. Interesting. You know, and I, and, and I did not even think about that, Jim. You are absolutely 100% right that that Bill Belichick does try to take out the top option. And, and I'm hoping that he sees somebody else as a top option other than Stefan Diggs because I have to start him. Well, dude, and I, but that's the thing. You're not. I'm not going to say sit Stefan Diggs because he's facing Bill Belichick, but I think it might open up a couple creases for Gabby Davis. That's all. Yeah, no, you're you're right on though. All right, so uh, my sit for the week is going to be Mac Jones. So even with losing Von Miller, I mean that Buffalo pass rush is just they're they're constantly pressuring people, and I think they're constantly going to be pressuring Mac Jones this week. I wouldn't want anything to do with relying on Mac Jones, so I would definitely sit Mac Jones this week, dude. And in New England, the, the fans don't like Mac Jones; they want Bailey Zappi. All they saw was that Bailey Zappi had him at like a three and one record while he was while Mac Jones was out. Uh, there's a real good chance Mac Jones gets booed out of the building in the second quarter, and then it's going to be up to Belichick to see if he wants to make a change or not. So I mean, I love that call. Hmm. All right. So who is your sit then? My sit this week is Devin Singletary. Uh, just like Larry went into New England's defense has been stout, and Devin Singletary's not a guy that's going to gain yards on his own. He had a pretty good game against that soft Detroit uh, run defense on Thanksgiving. 
I think he had like 14 carries for 70 yards and a touchdown. I, I think he goes back to two carries for five yards, Devin Singletary this week. All right. Do you have anything else before we uh, get into the outro? Well, I kind of want to do an eight ball segment, man, but I, I think the eight balls, ask the eight ball if it's uh, upset that we didn't include him as a co-host this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Magic Eight Ball, are you upset that we didn't include you as a co-host? Let's see what it says. All right. It says, it is certain. <laughs> So it is upset. I told you we were going to have to re-up his contract at the end of this year if we're going to keep doing the segment. <laughs> let's, just, let's just assure Michael right now, no, we're not replacing you with a Magic 8-Ball. But we, we do no, have... It, no. But I think you're going to have to start crediting the Magic 8-Ball when Mike's not here and we're going to do the segment. That's I think that's only fair. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. And I, I will say this, that, you know, this Magic 8-Ball, it has been like spot on on some of its, uh, you know, decisions that it's made. Right, right. So. I, I mean, it's not going to be a thought. It's not going to be 100%. No, but that's what the beauty of fantasy football is. Nobody or nothing is 100%. But I I, I, I trust this Magic 8-Ball. Yeah, no, we're, we're not 100%, you know. But I mean, you know, we've been doing this for 29 years now and, and uh you know, we still make some bad calls, but we make some good calls too. So, um, you know, same thing with the Magic Eight Ball. So we'll see how it does the rest of the, the rest of the way out. Yeah, we make some good calls like by uh, relying on a piece of plastic to make decisions for us. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make all of our decisions. No, no, but I will let it make one a week as long as it keeps being right. Yeah, I'm with you there. So, Magic Eight Ball. Well, Isaiah Pacheco. With Kansas City's easy schedule for the next six weeks, proved to be a fantasy RB1. All right, let's find out. And it says, reply hazy, try again. Oh, Jesus Christ, that sounds like an injury. (laughs) Actually, it sounds like the Kansas City backfield, man. It's pretty hazy back there. Okay, no, then let's do the hazy, reply again. So let me do a follow-up question. Is okay. Ronald Jones going to be a fantasy thing sometime during the fantasy playoffs? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I figured he's going to be the biggest beneficiary. McKinnon's got his role. Let's see what it says. As I see it, yes. I think this is the first bad call from the Magic 8-Ball. <laughs> I think that that is a bad call from the Magic 8-Ball. They gave him a couple carries this week. He did not look bad. He did not fumble. I mean, they gave Pacheco a boatload of carries in a game that they knew they had in hand in the by the middle of the second quarter. But, dude, that's kind of scary for me. Bottom line is, Ronald Jones can't do any worse than CEH. All right. Let me do one more question then. Because this is all going to tie in together. Go ahead. Magic 8-Ball, should I hold on? To, mind you, we're in a dynasty league. Magic 8-Ball, should I hold on to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire for the rest of the year, even though he's on injured reserve? All right, let's see what it says here. It says, outlook not so good. Okay. So basically, the Magic 8-Ball is telling me to drop Clyde Edwards Hilaire for Ronald Jones this week. That's the way I'm reading it. It's saying to, well, I don't know if it's saying to drop for Ronald Jones, but it's saying, you know, that you probably could drop CEH. 
Yeah, but it said the uh, uh, Pacheco's hazy. Oh, maybe he just won't be an RB. I did ask it if it's an RB one. He's he's probably not going to be an RB one. A solid RB two. Yeah, I, I I think that 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 backfield. I mean, they've got so many backs um, that are involved back there. I I just don't know that. Again, I, I think Magic Eight Ball is right when he says it's hazy because that whole backfield is pretty hazy. You just never know which running back's going to do anything week to week. No, I know, and, I, and I'm kind of going through this losing streak. I've been trying to. I knew I my team was going to be weak, but I'm trying to build something that could pop at the right time, at just the right time, get hot right at the right time. So, I mean, I've been watching this Kansas City running back situation. It looks like Pacheco has officially taken over. And, and McKinnon, obviously, is a third down back. He's he's going to come in for the pass. But Pacheco caught a 17-yard pass today. I was so happy when I saw that, that he was just going to, it wasn't just handoffs. It was, they're going to incorporate, and they even made a comment that they asked, um, Andy Reid, if Pacheco was going to get involved in the passing game, and he said, "Man, that that was one of his strengths in college." So I don't see why we don't. Yeah, no, Pacheco's been playing pretty good the last couple of weeks. So I mean, for for as long as I've been riding this Kansas City running back situation, this is probably the best it's been all year in my eyes. It could it could crumble like a house of cards next week, but for for this week, I feel pretty good about it. No, I'm with you there. All right, so uh, anything else, Jim? Or No, I'm good. All right, so that's going to go ahead and do it for us today. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed the show, please follow us and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, to help us grow, please share the podcast with your friends. I mean, we're coming into that Christmas season. Sharing is caring. You know, give your friend the gift of our podcast. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> Please don't forget to follow us on our socials. I can be found on Twitter at fantasy underscore Larry. You can find Michael on Twitter at domination. That's D-A-H-M-I-N-A-T-I-O-N. And then Jim can be found at jimruddle at hotmail.com. Or you can reach out to him at his uh, new account on Snapagram. Snapagram. LOL. <laughs> that, that is an inside joke. For the roadie and her son, as we watched the movie Santa Jaws this, this weekend, <laughs> and that was just Santa Jaws. Santa Jaws, man! <laughs> the shark's riding around with a, a with a Christmas hat on its fin, going out and killing people. <laughs> oh my god! Bad, so where, bad where, it's where, good. It, it was on. What was that? Oh, we found it, it. It's on Amazon. Amazon Prime Video. Okay. All right. But yeah, I mean, it's really, really bad. But just the line, uh, see if you can see me on Snapagram. LOL. <laughs> One of the female characters. We've, we've been saying it all weekend. All right. All right. So uh, join us later this week when we go over our week 14 start sit options. So then from all of us, thank you for listening and have a great rest of your day. Happy holidays. And we will see you next time.